0: Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. You'd like to think you know your neighbors, but sometimes they'll catch you off guard. That diminutive world called Mercury is the first planet from our sun. Venus is second, Earth is the third, and dear old Mars is number four. Common knowledge. But that numbering obscures certain truths. With its tight orbit around the sun, Mercury can't venture as far away from Earth as Venus and Mars can during their larger orbits. So most of the time, Mercury is closer to Earth than any other planet, despite its place in the planetary lineup. And that's far from the weirdest thing about Mercury's travel patterns. Of all the planets in the solar system, Mercury orbits our sun at the fastest rate. It zips around our star with an average speed of around 105,900 miles per hour or 170,500 kilometers per hour. The planet's namesake was a real speedster too. In Roman mythology, Mercury was the fleet-footed god of commerce and communication, among other things, recognizable by his winged sandals. Earth takes a little more than 365 days to loop around the sun. Mercury does the same thing in a fraction of the time. One Mercurian year is equal to a brisk 88 Earth days. Vacationing there would be a disorienting experience. On Mercury, the years may be quick, but the days are very long. The planet finishes a new rotation around its own axis once every 59 Earth days, which means that every day on Mercury, takes up almost exactly two-thirds of every year. But due to some further strangeness, each day on Mercury isn't guaranteed to have a sunrise and a sunset. If we define a day not as a complete rotation of a planet around its axis, but rather as a solar day, a one complete day-night cycle, the amount of time it takes our sun to return to a specific point in the sky, then a single day on Mercury is 176 Earth days long. That's the rough equivalent of two full Mercurian years. That's because Mercury's orbit is what we refer to as eccentric. No, not eccentric like Willy Wonka is eccentric. Eccentricity is a term astronomers use to describe the shape of a planet or moon's orbit. No planet orbits its star in a perfect circle. The extent to which a given orbit deviates from being circular is called its eccentricity. If an orbit was 100% circular, we'd say it had an eccentricity of zero. Let the record show that Earth's orbit boasts an eccentricity of just 0.0167. So it's almost a circle, but not quite. Mercury's orbit looks more squashed or elliptical by comparison. Of all the planets in our beloved solar system, Mercury has the most eccentric orbit. The amount of space between this world and our sun ranges from just 29 million miles to 36 million miles during the course of its elliptical trip around the sun. That's uh, 46 million to 58 million kilometers. Consequently, Mercury's travel speed increases as it gets closer to the star. Those changes in speed and distance from the sun account for the strange solar days. When you view the sun from some places on Mercury, it appears to freeze in place partway through its journey across the sky then move backwards before going forward again in its route to the opposite horizon. Depending on where you are on the planet, this might mean that you get two sunrises in a row as the sun dips back below the skyline before fully rising, or two sunsets in a row as it pops back up before fully setting. And of course, all of this wreaks havoc on the planet's temperatures. On Mercury, they can range as high as 800 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 430 Celsius, or as low as negative 290 degrees Fahrenheit, or negative 180 Celsius. As you'd expect, the side of the planet that's facing the sun at any time will be a good deal hotter. And, on hot days, we could all use some ice. In 2012, NASA's MESSENGER spacecraft observed deposits of frozen water on Mercury. The ice was found at the bottoms of deep craters around the northern pole, which are protected from the sun all year long due to Mercury's lack of tilt around its axis of rotation. Earth tilts 23.5 degrees on its axis, giving us seasons and exposing the poles to the sun. But Mercury only tilts two degrees, meaning it spins almost completely upright, protecting its poles and preventing seasons from occurring. But back to that ice. Paradoxically, Mercury's hottest temperatures could be responsible for some of the ice that it possesses. Our sun is constantly releasing charged protons and electrons in streams known as solar winds, Earth is shielded by a powerful magnetic field which deflects many of these. Mercury has had a magnetic field of its own for around 3.9 billion years. However, it's significantly weaker than the one we enjoy here on Earth. If a recent scientific model is correct, the intense heat of the planet's sun-facing side triggers chemical reactions between solar wind particles and minerals buried in the soil. These are thought to create traveling water molecules that later become ice. 10% of all the frozen water on Mercury may have been generated this way. Mercury doesn't have any moons to call its own. As a matter of fact, with a diameter of just 3,030 miles or 4,880 kilometers, Mercury isn't much bigger than Earth's moon. Easily, Mercury is the smallest planet in our sun's orbit. Yet, evidence tells us that it used to be larger. Mercury is interesting to look at from a topographic standpoint. The thin atmosphere offers very little protection from asteroids, so impact craters are abundant. A single photo taken by the Messenger probe in 2008 shows 763 identifiable craters within a region of the planet's surface just 172 miles wide, that's 276 kilometers. It's traditional to name these craters after writers, given that Eloquence is one of the realms of the mythological god Mercury. Truman Capote, Madeleine L'Engle, Betty Alver, and John Lennon are just some of the visionaries with their own namesake craters. The planet's face is also marked by fault scarps. These are cliff ridges that were first sighted on Mercury in the 1970s. Some of the smaller ones appear to be around just 50 million years old, making them geologically pretty young. Mercury itself formed around 4.5 billion years ago. Since then, its metallic core has been cooling down at a rapid pace. And as a result, the whole planet is currently shrinking. The diameter of Mercury may have contracted by as much as eight and a half miles or 14 kilometers over the eons. This has had a tremendous effect on the planet's rocky outer surface. Those previously mentioned fault scarps are born when crust materials break apart and press into each other, forcing some terrain upward. And because it's tectonically active in its own peculiar way, Mercury, like Earth, may experience surface level earthquakes Mercury quakes will definitely be a topic worth investigating as we plot out future probe missions to our curious little neighbor. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other curious topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.